There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Started by two broke college kids, Movement Watches offers classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism at an affordable price. With lots of options to choose from, order online today at mvmt.com and enter the promo code HUMAN for 15% off your purchase. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. If you take a walk through the Melbourne General Cemetery, try to head into the centre where the mausoleum is. Somewhere around there, where paths converge, and at the entrance to a small stone grotto, you'll find a memorial that at any given moment will be surrounded by fresh flowers, colourful toys, and pictures. It is a much-loved and cared-for headstone, but the person for whom this is built is not even buried here. He's actually buried at Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee. This is a memorial to the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. The headstone features his name in big capitals across the top, and then underneath, two etchings of his face. Below this, an epitaph reads, In gratitude, from the millions to whom you gave so much. If I was an alien come down from space and I saw this memorial, the spot it had been placed, and the care with which it was maintained, I would only surmise that here lay the most loved and important man in the city. Well, it's in the dead centre of the cemetery. This is Wayne Hawthorne, the president of the Elvis Presley Fan Club of Victoria. Sorry for the pun, but it's just in a perfect spot. A plaque on the memorial tells the passerby that Wayne commissioned the construction in 1977, mere months after Elvis died. At that time, Wayne had received a phone call at his work. I was approached by a guy who suggested, uh, why don't you put up an Elvis memorial? Wayne liked the idea, but he nor the fan club could afford such an expense. The man on the other end of the phone told him not to worry. He would cover the costs. So, stonemasons were contracted, and the cemetery agreed to them having that perfect spot in front of the grotto. The benefactor preferred to remain anonymous. That's his choice. I have no fault with it. I mean, if the man doesn't want his name mentioned, then you don't know. This is Marie Painting, long-serving fan club committee member and a good friend of Wayne's. I don't even know whether the man was an Elvis fan. Wayne says he will go to his grave protecting the mysterious benefactor's identity. He wanted the fans to take credit for it. And so the memorial was officially dedicated on November 26th, 1977. I got out there early and uh, the crowd just started building and building and building. There were a lot of people. Approximately 1,500 Elvis fans and devotees came out that day to pay their respects to a man they had presumably never met. For many, emotions were hard to pin down as they looked upon the memorial. It was a mixture, yeah. Sad that Elvis had died. Happy that... Something had been done. A lot of our members at the time were extremely proud. Wayne had managed to get Australia's own rock and roll royalty, Johnny O'Keefe, to say a few words, 
which only added to the prestige of the event. I don't know who else could have done a better job. He spent so much time just walking around, talking to people. Then Johnny left the building, as Elvis used to. (laughs) And that's the story of how an Elvis memorial got built in a cemetery in Melbourne, Australia. Except that's not what interests me about this. You see, in 2016, a number of high-profiled and much-loved entertainers died. There was Alan Rickman and Gene Wilder, Muhammad Ali and Carrie Fisher. From the music world, David Bowie, George Michael and Prince. I remember how people responded with an outpouring of public sorrow, especially for those musicians. Though, truth be told, this sorrow mostly seemed to involve Facebook posts and hashtags, but I did get the sense that, at least with some of them, the sadness was real. A friend of mine told me that for her, growing up an awkward bisexual in a country town, Bowie gave her inspiration and strength to be the person she wanted. And his death did touch her, but it didn't mean. Nor did Prince's, or Muhammad Ali's, or even Carrie Fisher's, despite me being a big Star Wars fan. I mean, truth be told, I think I felt more when Han Solo died in The Force Awakens than I did when Fisher died in real life. I'm sure that makes me a bad person. But the thing is, I don't really understand how someone can be affected so much by a person they've never met before. But I think that that's something that I'm missing. I don't think that I know how it feels to have something, like a song or a book or a painting, mean so much that it hurts when their creator is gone. I don't think I've ever felt like I know someone through their music and to feel like they're singing only to me, that they get me. And so, I want to try to get to know the people who, even after 40 years, continue to be all shook up by the king. On the Human Ordinary Podcast, this is the Headstone Series. Stories about remembrance and legacy. I've come to Geelong, about an hour outside of Melbourne, to meet Graham Broughton in the home he shares with his mother and his dog, a Jack Russell named Elvis. This Elvis the dog is the third Elvis the dog that Graham has owned. At one time I had a cat, and of course when I had the cat, come on Elvis, come on Elvis to the cat. And to me, that's normal. That, that's normal. Graham is the representative for the fan club down this way and is probably one of the biggest fans of anything that I've ever met. I don't go around saying I love men, but with Elvis, I'm a different. I just fell in love with Elvis with his music, and I used to love watching Elvis once in a blue moon on TV. And sometimes the TV station had Elvis advertised, and of course they changed their minds. And boy, did I get pissed off with that one. No Elvis! Because in those days we never had DVDs or even cassettes. What Graham did have was a lot of records. And when Elvis came along, he made the decision to get rid of every album that wasn't Elvis, so he could devote to him totally. So he's me giving away um, the Beatles and the Beach Boys and all those other records, and I was just happy with the Elvis. Marie was about nine years old when she first got hooked on Elvis. Probably the first thing that I owned of myself was the Love Me Tender album. There was also a movie of the same name, 
and Marie was thrilled to be taken to the cinema to see it. The only thing is I broke my heart because he died in the end. And I remember getting really upset and all the way home my dad was saying to me, don't be stupid, don't be stupid, it's just a movie. Both my parents liked Elvis, even though at that period there was a lot of negative type reporting on it, like the wiggle, the movements, being suggestive and encouraging hooliganism, which I don't think it is. If children are going to like something, they're going to go for it. Wayne's early memories of Elvis was of hearing him on a TV show called Hit Parade. You heard Elvis singing, but you didn't see Elvis. They had performers doing like a skit. So you had Don Carter, little fat guy, sitting under a fuzzy tree, singing or miming to All Shook Up. But they would announce who the singer was. Brilliant. And then he went along to the cinema in the school holidays to see Tarzan. In the break, they used to advertise the next movie coming up. Well, that was Elvis Presley doing the jailhouse rock scene and whatever. And these kids just started going berserk. And I said, what's that? And mum said, that's Elvis Presley. And I've gone, oh, that's not the fat guy that was sitting under the fuzzy tree. (laughs) I've always wondered about this. Kids going berserk over Elvis. I've seen it on nostalgia TV and always just chalked it up to something people did back in the good old days. And maybe that's true. But it also seems likely that it was all about Elvis. No one before or since has captured the attentions of so many for so long. Do a Google News search for Elvis Presley. And even now, there'll be some story somewhere in the world about the departed king. I don't think even actual monarchs were as famous as Presley. And this is made all the more interesting when you consider Elvis from a musical standpoint, for he didn't write any of his songs, or depending on who you talk to, at most he had minimal involvement in very few of them. What's more, Kent, who does the original music on Human Ordinary, told me that most of Elvis's tunes are just different versions of the 12-bar blues. Take out the lyrics and many of his songs are essentially the same. I'm not saying this to disparage the guy, but rather to highlight how amazing his popularity is, despite his musicality. So what is it about him that made teenagers scream, women swoon and parents worry? What's so special about Elvis? You could ask a hundred people that and you'll get a different answer. I can only talk for myself on that. Elvis said himself, when he come along, he come along at the right time. Everyone was looking for something different. And when you think about when he started, he wasn't that long after the war. So... Different Elvis fans will say different things. Some Elvis fans like his movies and not his um, music and vice versa. And of course, to hear anything Elvis sings, anything, he sings it better than anyone else. Thanks to Nasrat My Way, poof, who cares? Elvis sings My Way, feeling in it, feeling. He had a charisma that could draw you to him. And I've always said that, he just has a charisma. It's in the heart. It's a bit hard to explain, but with Elvis, it's just in your heart because there's just some something very special about Elvis. I wish somebody said that about me. I'll be very happy. Yeah, for me, it's just Elvis was always part of my life. I lived through his entire career. He's always there. I'm not a concert person either. I can listen to the music, but that person wasn't my Elvis. My Elvis is the early Elvis. And I loved him totally. 
Marie's early Elvis was the one who first came on the scene. Boyish and energetic, with just the right mix of wholesome and bad boy on the edge. The singer who ran against the grain, changing music forever with his rock and roll infused reinterpretations of country and R&B. And although he would have loved to have seen early Elvis perform, Wayne is one of very few Australians you're likely to meet who ever got to see him live. I think every one of the 17,000, 18,000 people thought that he was looking directly at them because he had the most piercing blue eyes. They were sparkling. Save for a couple of early shows in Canada, Elvis never played anywhere other than America, least of all Australia. So when the opportunity arose for Wayne to see Elvis in San Francisco, he used the money saved for a South American holiday to visit with the king instead. It was worth every penny. I don't know if you know the song Fever. Well, when he was doing the song, he uh, <laughs> he did it with a stand-up mic. And whenever he said Fever, he'd hold the mic and rub himself against it. And that drove them wild. So they run down, and as the security guys are pushing them back up the aisles, he'd do it again. Back they come. We were, we were thoroughly enjoying it. We thought, this guy is having fun. He is really enjoying this. I think the audience were giving him as much enjoyment as what he was giving to us. And then, less than a year after that concert, Elvis was dead. I was stunned. I mean, I'd only seen the guy, you know, eight months before, nine months before. The official date of Elvis's death is August 16th, 1977. But Australians woke up on the morning of the 17th to the news. Down in Geelong, Graham's neighbour popped by to warn his mother not to tell Graham. But news like that can never be kept quiet, especially when the radio station spent the day in tribute. They were playing Love Me Tender. I forget what radio station I was listening to. It might have been um, 3DB, I forget now. 3 I forget. Anyway, they kept playing Elvis. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The songs like Love Me Tender all day. And now nobody plays Elvis songs anymore. I was in bed getting ready to get up and go to work. Came on the radio. I thought, oh, yeah. Big deal. Rumour. Blah, blah, blah. So I got up and did what you normally do, and all of a sudden, you know, it's on and on and on and on. So I jumped in the car, go to work, and then I thought, I think I'd better turn around. Uh, so I went back home, and already the phone was ringing. It was just an onslaught from the press. Wayne spent most of the day on the telephone, fielding calls from reporters, TV stations, and distraught fans. As president of the fan club, he was Elvis's ambassador, and it was his responsibility to provide a soundbite for a press report or a shoulder for a sorrowful stranger. Man, right through two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, I felt as though I was a priest or a counsellor or something talking to these folk, some very nice, but then you had the others that were just full of abuse. 
I'm glad the mongrels did uh, get a life and oh, disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Of course, all this meant that he himself wasn't able to process the news. I didn't get a chance to, not not for a long time. And and when a person has been part of your life, basically right through, I guess you take them for granted. For it took a while to come to grips with. You know, it was very hard doing the next magazine. The magazine is the quarterly journal Wayne writes and publishes for fan club members. You know, a lot of things go through your mind, but uh, I knew he was dead, but I, I don't want to believe it. That same day, Graham marched into the local newspaper and paid to have an obituary notice put in the next edition. And I was the first one doing that in Geelong. People thought I must have thought I was bloody nuts. The notice read, The king of rock and roll will be sorely missed by his admirers around the world. May God take care of our Elvis Presley. Always remembered from Graham Broughton. When we die, our loved ones and those around us may cling to the memory of us. But as time passes and our loved ones die too, that memory and the history of us becomes incomplete, vague and faded. That's just for us mere mortals though. For Elvis... I honestly can't imagine the same thing happening. He's one of those rare humans for whom obscurity will never be a threat. We might debate his talent, we might not appreciate his music, but we can never argue about the impact he had on the world and on the lives of those who live in it. Some time after his death, I decided to have my first Elvis dance because of Elvis passing away. And the first dance I had, I'll let people in for free. In the years after Elvis's death, Graham hosted dances, cabarets, and even boat cruises. And we played Elvis's music on the boat, and I had a couple of Elvis cakes because it was his birthday. It was a birthday cruise. And every time I had an Elvis function, dancing, well, boat cruises, film nights, I was always unemployed. And also, um, I never took any money out for tickets, posters, never. Graham would take all of that money that he collected, including his own expenses, and give it all away to charity. People said, I oh, know, you got to take out what you spent. And that wasn't me. I just wanted to give those charities as much money as possible in Elvis's name. Because of his generosity, Graham was commended as a life governor by the charities and got a certificate from the Victorian Premier for his extraordinary contribution. And I'm so proud. You don't go out to get any awards or anything because this is what what I've always loved doing, and I love doing it now. And this was all on top of his years of volunteering at the Geelong Hospital, where he would dress up as the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus around holiday time and brighten the kids' days. He would often give the kids in the hospital lollies and soft drinks, which he would also buy with his own money. After a while, people started to recognise him and were donating things for him to give out. One time I had so much things left over, I, I was pretty smart in those days. I got all these um, lovely things and I put it in this big, huge clothes basket and I gave it to the, to the firstborn of the year. Once again, I just wanted to make people happy. And Graham says that it's all because of Elvis. His bedroom is a shrine to the man. Literally all your walls and your roof are covered in yeah, Elvis stuff. all Elvis. I've got, well, say 30,000 photos of Graceland. Um, Would you say 30,000? Yeah, about 30,000. Wow. 
and all the meals I've had at the Heartbreak Hotel, I always tried to keep the throwaway things. So all these are from my meals. What are they, the plastic plates? Yeah. There's an Elvis telephone. This is what it does when somebody rings me up. That's a jacket I've got from Nashville. That's from the Heartbreak Hotel too. I've got Elvis's um, last will and testament here. There's ten or so pairs of Elvis-style sunglasses, a jar of pills with Elvis Presley Boulevard written on them, a chunk of wood taken from a seat at a venue that Elvis played. I've got three Elvis belts. Do you ever wear it? No, just on display. Oh, oh, just for me. Yeah. Very heavy. Oh, that doesn't fit me either. <laughs> Shit. It used to fit me once upon a time. Uh, oh, and did I mention that Graham's middle name is Elvis? <laughs> yeah, he changed it. To me, the name Elvis um, is very special. That's one of the good things I've ever done too, changed yeah. my name to Elvis. Very, very happy with that. Despite Graham's adamant claims that his charity work was all because of Elvis, I think that his generous nature also had a large part to play. For what are our idols for? except as inspiration for us to be better versions of our true selves. Elvis didn't call up Graham and encourage him to be a giving human being. He merely gave him an excuse. In Elvis, Graham saw a source of enjoyment for millions around the world. And so all he set out to do was to help spread some of that happiness. It's easy to see why Elvis fandom is often described as a religious fervor. With the iconography, the unconditional love, and with people being left beside themselves whenever he would open his mouth. And that's in addition to how, just as Christians have St. Peter's and Muslims have Mecca, Elvis fans have Graceland. I don't like the word pilgrimage, but um, a lot of fan clubs around the world, they even advertise the, we're taking a group on pilgrimage. I think that's a little bit over the top. The only thing that I'm disappointed in, that I didn't do it earlier, I recommend it for anybody. Normally when I go to Graceland now, I take it a tour group. I love watching the reactions of people. And so once again, we're all just got a thrill out of watching the audience in that concert they all went to. I get a certain amount of thrill if people enjoy. I went to Memphis um, nine times. On one trip, Graham found his way to the funeral home where Elvis had been laid out. And there was three or four hearse and I asked her, would you know which hearse had Elvis in the back? And she said, no. So I touched all of them. So um, in a nutshell, I did touch the hearse, which had Elvis um, in the back. Wayne and Graham acknowledge that not everyone is as fortunate as them to visit Memphis. And they both know that the memorial in Melbourne acts as a bit of a surrogate Graceland. Over the years, I've made contact with a lot of people, either through the mail or at club functions or whatever, who have not had the money to go to Memphis. So they feel that it's their little bit of joy, genuine joy, in what I can't do over there, I can place a flower here in memoriam. It's always good to see um, Albus's memorial. And if that, that wasn't there, there'd be no reason to go to Melbourne for, really. It took a while for Graham to learn about the memorial. But then, in 1982, in the midst of his heyday as an event organiser, he arranged a tour from Geelong to the city to visit the cemetery and its tribute to the king. All the people on the bus, this was the first time at the Elvis Memorial. It was just a beautiful thing because in those days, I never went to Graceland. So even I 
thought it was a great place. I think some people had tears in their eyes. They were sad but happy being there. They were just so wrapped. And if I did it tomorrow, I'd still get a full busload. You know, there's so many people haven't seen it. If I have seen it, they'll love to see it again just to be there with the Elvis. Yeah, uh, a guy from Japan wrote and he sent me a, a copy of the, uh, like a pamphlet on, on what they were doing on tour. We're going to visit the Elvis Memorial. And it wasn't even an Elvis trip. Anyway, he joined the club and he's been a member ever since. And, uh, yeah, a guy from Belgium came out and because initially after it was built, it appeared in a number of books, overseas books. And even when I met people from England, they um, knew about the Elvis Memorial at Melbourne. And there was one guy who used to be there year in, year out. Now, he was never a fan club member, and he used to pedal into the city on his bike. And on the anniversary, he was always there when I arrived in my car to put the flowers out. This guy's always there. He would have been there up until the late 90s, and then all of a sudden, he was gone. And then we had another guy, we used to call him Cowboy. Um, he lived near the cemetery. He used to go in there and he'd do a bit of weeding and whatever. And uh, he said, I can't afford to join the fan club. So <laughs> I gave him a free membership. Uh, but then his family wrote to me to say that he had passed away. Yeah, he loved it. I've been searching for an answer as to what it was about Elvis that was so special. But now I don't think it really matters. Because asking who Elvis was and why people love him so much is pointless. Just like everything else, being a fan of Elvis is idiosyncratic. As Graham said, he's in your heart. And there's probably nothing more worth voicing that can explain that. Because it's not really about Elvis much at all. It's about how we as people will choose to come together over a shared love for someone to share our lives and experiences with others who like the same things and can bop along to the same tunes. And it doesn't matter whether it's the king or prince or the thin white duke, because the effect of these people is that they bring us together, inspire us and make us happy. We had functions right from the word go. We ran movie nights, dances, all kinds of great stuff. A hell of a lot of people met and married through the fan club. They all had little things that you found funny and as a group and you all did the same thing. It was a common bond amongst people that may come from totally different walks of life. When Wayne made me the Geelong Rep, I was just so proud of myself. Very happy, very happy. We've grown up together. We've matured, got married, had children and enjoyed the same things. And we're still friends. The 40th anniversary of Elvis's death is on August 16th, 2017. My thanks to Wayne Hawthorne, Marie Painting and Graham Elvis Broughton for being involved with this story. The Elvis Presley Fan Club of Victoria has a Facebook page where you can get in contact if you're interested in becoming a member. Special thanks also to Beth Gibson for production and story guidance and to Layla Brook for quality control. A different version of this story featuring Elvis songs is available on All The Best, a podcast production from FBI Radio in Sydney. But you have been enjoying original compositions by Kent Sutherland, 
played throughout this story. The Human Ordinary Podcast is produced in Melbourne by me, Sam Lloyd. The theme music is by The Contortions Handbook. Liking the Human Ordinary Facebook page is the best way to keep up to date with new releases and announcements. And leaving a review on iTunes is the best way to help new listeners discover the podcast. There's also a webpage, humanordinary.com, where you can check out pictures to accompany the stories. Anyway, thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.